Hi, I'm Adrian Potter. Welcome to the Designer Maker Revolution. For most of my life, I've been curious about why people do the things they do, especially people that create for a living. In these episodes, I'm going to talk to people that design and make the most amazing things. I'm going to ask them how and why they do the things they do. Please join me on this adventure into a creative life. Hi, welcome to the Designer Maker Revolution. Today, my guest is Wilfried Kalf from the Netherlands. He was traveling in Australia not so long ago, and I got a chance to sit down and chat with him. Thanks heaps for listening. Big thanks to all of you who've been sharing this show with your friends and colleagues on your social sites. That support really helps. The positive feedback I've been getting is amazing. Thanks heaps. Get in touch with me via Make at designermakerrevolution.com. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. On with the show. Wilford Kralf is my guest on the Designer Maker Revolution today. Wilford's a designer and maker of furniture, interiors, and art objects. Have I got that right? Yes, you got it. Wilfred, welcome to the Designer Maker Revolution. Thank you for having me. Have you ever felt like you're a revolutionary? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. You are now because you're on here, you're on the podcast. <laughs> it's only about revolutionary uh, people. Uh, it depends on what you call revolutionary. could be anything. Hmm. <laughs> you're more than happy if your client has a tree you can use from their land or neighbourhood or one that's fallen naturally. And I'm wondering, have you ever cut down a tree? Not myself, no. Would you? Well, I got a tree in my garden that's becoming too big, so yes, I will soon. <laughs> yeah. Is it a nice one? No, it's a small one. It's a plain wood. I love plain wood. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, a small one, say uh, 10 centimeters uh, thick. That's not it's not much, no. <laughs> no. I don't know what you'd do with that 10 centimeters. Yeah, make yeah. it too. One of the things um, that's on your website about you and your work is that you put the wood in a pond. Yes, I do. Can you yeah. tell us why that is? Why it is? Yeah. It's quite an old uh, tradition. Uh, in the old days, uh, there was a lot of wood uh, coming from Germany in, in, in ships, and it was uh, it was laying in the water for ages. And in Finland, they uh, transport uh, the trees uh, down the hills uh, to the fabrics. But what it does is, because there's a current in the water, and the sugars get flushed out of the wood, so it's less uh, vulnerable for insects. Mm. They don't like it less, and it's more stable. And mm. even for some uh, uh, pieces of wood, the core color gets uh, expanded so it's a it's a better use for the wood mm. and for me uh, a good thing is i don't always have the the time or the financial uh, resources to do the cutting and on the moment uh, I, c- I got a tree uh, in my hands so if i put it on the water it can't rot it can't torn in so it stays there it stays good forever until mm. i uh, until i need it 
and then mm. I'll pick it out. So when you when you cut it open the wood, it's going to be what's called green, which is wet. Yes. On the inside. Yes. You have to dry it out. Yes. Normally you would. Do you do that as well? Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm. How long does that take? It depends. After after it have, uh, having it in the pond, it dries quicker. I don't know why it is, but mm. it does. It takes for years. Depends on uh, how uh, the thickness yeah. uh, of uh, of the cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard um, that it takes a year per inch plus a year to dry a board, air dried. Yes, around that. Yeah, yes. yeah. How do you do that if you've got a client that's got a tree? Yes, be patient. They have to be patient yeah. too. Is it? But no, they don't. I, I've never had a pe- had one that said, "Oh, can it be done quicker?" Because mm. it's just uh, the way it goes. This is the process. Yeah, take it's it, your process. Take though, it or leave it. it. Yes, yeah, it's my yeah, process. Yeah. They wouldn't be coming to you otherwise. No, no. Yeah. Now, you, of course, you can rush it and you can uh, dry mm. it uh, in a machine, but I never do. No. No. And there's probably no way that you could get air-dried timber in a timber yard anymore. Or is that, that that would be the case here in Australia? No, you can't. Yeah. No, it's all uh, artificially done. Yeah, yes. in a kiln. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And you reckon you can tell the difference? I have the feeling, but it's more a hunch than uh, yeah. uh, than, than uh, science-based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's less tension in the wood. Mm. I've felt like when I've used air-dried wood, which is, I've got to say rarely because it's, it is a rare commodity. Yes. And it's wood that I've dried myself too. When you're working it, it there is there is a difference. The colour is different, as you say. It does seem more stable, as you say. Yes. And it works better for some strange reason. But you can't. It's, it's not like you can say, "Oh, these are the qualities." No, it's not a quality. You, there's yeah. no guarantee, and no. you, you know nothing. It's a natural process, and you mm. gotta feel it, see what happens. Sustainability and your practice. How important is sustainability to your practice? It's quite important. Quite important. That's, a, that, that's the main reason I only use the wood I get from the uh, uh, nearby uh, environment. I don't import anything. It's all uh, all local. Yeah. It's an important thing. And one of the most important things is I want to show my customers and, and, and the people around it that you can use the wood out of your backyard. You can use mm. the, the the trees that need to be cut down if the uh, highway is being uh, yeah. uh, 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 widened or stuff like that. Don't throw it away. Don't use it in, in the fireplace. Mm. Make some furniture of it. Mm. If you don't like the furniture, then throw it in the mm. in the fireplace, but not before. Yeah. In um, street trees around Australia, there would be things like nails and yes. other rubbish. In the, in the Netherlands also. I got a lot of even bullets, mm. grenades from the Second World War, mm. stuff like that. Sometimes a treat, not all, not always good for your uh, tools, but uh, yeah, you haven't bind yourself up yet. Well, <laughs> uh, one time I had a, a, a beech tree uh, which had a, a phosphor grenade in it. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. From yeah. the Second World War. From the Second World War. Yeah, came out of a client's backyard, mm-hmm. and there had been an uh, an air fight between the Germans and the English. Mm-hmm. Above uh, that part of Den Haag, and uh, yeah, there were 
there were a lot of... Uh... So you've got a phosphor grenade in your tree. What do you do? Do you just run like hell or what? No, 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 no. No, I, uh, I touched it with my, uh, how do you call it? Chainsaw? Real, the chainsaw, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I took it out because I didn't know what it was, of course. Mm. I made some pictures, uh, sent it to a friend of mine who mm. collects all kinds of uh, things from the Second World War. Mm. And he, uh, he knew what it was. He said, well, it's not a problem. It has a, has a lead core, no problem. You can do whatever you want with it. So I did. I took it home, showed it to the kids. <laughs> They were, they, they were, they were throwing it to each other. It fell on the floor, no problem. And after a few weeks, he called me. He said, "Gotta look to the to the to that uh, grenade. If there is a a line on the top and you can screw it off, then there is phosphor inside." And there of course, was. Mm. there was. Mm. So uh, we were lucky that nothing happened. Mm. God, imagine what you partner would say when the kids explode from <laughs> <laughs> mm. I've got a kind of a hard question for you can you define what sustainability means for me it means uh, using as much or as less local resources as you can keep your footprint as low as possible mm. and that's why I don't want to import from the uh, Mm. That's why I use only oil-based products for underwood. Uh, no, for polish. Yeah, for polish and stuff mm. like that. Mm. I don't compromise on that. Mm. People don't mind, and and all the all the all the wood that's not being used is being used. To, I don't know how you call it. Uh, the shave. Yeah, yeah. It goes to the farmers nearby. They they throw it to the chickens and. Yep. It's 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 composed and uh, we eat the chickens and so the, the, the there's a quite a, 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 a environmental circle uh, mm, in it yeah yeah and I think it's that's important and you're sharing they're sharing yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what about in a business sense with sustainability like sustainability would be your your business has a, a momentum but it's also you know where that next job is coming from. You know what you'll be doing in three years' time. Not exactly, but more or less. That's not my sustainability. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> Do you think about that part of that, uh, using the word sustainability for that? No, no. No, that's not the sustainability uh, I'm uh, interested in. I am, of course, but that's not what's keeping me awake. Um, mm. Mm. Do you yeah. find your clients are sort of, I mean, obviously, if they're going to commission you, mm-hmm. they are commissioning you, and this part of your work is, is a big part of your work. Yes. Sustainability, that's what they're getting into for right yeah. from the go-get. But do you find, though, in Europe generally, that sustainability of the materials is a really important It's part? getting more more and more important, yes, yeah. So the or the materials, but also the way you work, how you treat your suppliers and, and stuff like that. Mm. And before we started talking officially, you were mentioning about how people in their cubicles in the business, being bored, might want to get out and do something that they love to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that happening more and more in Europe? Yes. Yes. I don't know if it's happening more and more, but I see it more and more because... Um, appreciation for working with your hands and it's coming more and more mm. not under the youth 
they're still busy with other things. But after a few years working for corporations, not getting happy in mm. it, because mainly you are just a tiny piece of an organization. Mm. A cog uh, in the wheel. Yes, yes. And while you're making things, you're, you're really producing. You start with nothing, and in the end of the day, there is a chair over, or, or a table or something completely different. But mm. you feel, I think you feel your, yourself more usable. Well, I don't know if it's great with the, the good tor- ter- term, but I don't know. Mm. Did you ever work for a corporation yourself? No. Never? Always been self-employed? No, I worked for uh, the government, uh, but I don't see that as a as an organ well as an organization, but not as a. <laughs> well, I don't know bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. but it's on another level. Yeah. yeah. What did you do? Uh, doing, uh, and it's still uh, once in a while do if uh, the the payments aren't good enough uh, on the other end. Uh, uh, building regulations. Yeah. Building permits and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. So here in Australia, that'd be from a council kind of yes. level, which is there's council, then there's state, and then there's federal. Yeah, there's the the, the council. The council, yes. yeah. Yeah. And why did you leave? Well, why did I start? <laughs> That's a better question. Yes. <laughs> why did you start? Well, uh, I was 19 when I f- and I first started my uh, the, the first uh, furniture uh, uh, workshop, and I did it for a long while, a year or six. But it was a hard thing. Get your ideals from the ground, and uh, in the end, feeding a family. And mm. so uh, I decided uh, to uh, sell the place and uh, going back to school. So I did. Uh, I studied for engineer, architecture, and in that way, I rolled into uh, the the other governmental uh, mm. business. But it's yeah. it started itching, not making anything. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't do it any longer. No. No. My experience is um, not making is like I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine not. No. There's a there's a drive in you, and you want to you want to you must. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it doesn't even really matter what it is. It could be pretty much anything. You know, just using my hands, it's super important. Yes. Mm. Um, so did you grow up in a creative family? Like, was your mum and dad making things as well? My father has always been a quite handy man, but he was a, a shop owner, so mm. he did not... They were not creative people. They could make stuff, but not creative. Mm. They didn't have a drive that you're talking no, about? That you absolutely had. not. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah. not. No. Were, were they really supportive with anything you wanted to do? They have always been supportive, yes. Mm. Yeah. They can help me instill with everything I need. Uh, quite use, uh, quite often use my father uh, as a, an extra pair of hands. Uh, yeah, good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of uh, talking about an emotional support too here, I guess. Like, I think it'd be really hard if you wanted to set out on a creative, little creative business, you want to run something like that. And you had a parent that said to you, "What the hell are you doing that for, man?" No, they always uh, they always supported uh, uh, the handwork. Mm. I understood that better than working for a company with uh, mm. yes. And why would, apart from the sustainability aspects which you've just mentioned, wood wood is is 
I think one of the first materials I could uh, use and uh, uh, make in my father's shed, yeah. and and that that grew on me. Yeah. And, I, and it wasn't really about the wood; it was made about uh, reshaping my own environment, my uh, the room in uh, uh, in my parents' house, yeah. making furniture for your. Stereo installation yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's exactly how I started yes. too. Yeah, you see a need. Yes, and, and that was what that it was. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I started refurbishing uh, a chair for my grandfather and uh, like that. And uh, we thought about making another chair, designing it in small, and it didn't work out. And mm. that's why I uh, joined uh, uh, school for uh, making furniture. Mm. In Amsterdam. Yeah. What's the name of that school? Automobilingscollege. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for my lack of bilingualism there. And you wanted to know? <laughs> yeah. Is it um, a well-known school? Yes. In the, in the Netherlands it is. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And did you meet people that were passionate as you were? Yes. And- well, uh, more the the first teacher, uh, a female teacher I had in the the practical uh, furniture maker. She really inspired me yeah, yeah. in the in the durability of uh, woodwork. Yeah, that's what got me into uh, sustainability more than because uh, I, I wasn't. My parents were not, but it was uh, that teacher that that really uh, turned my vision uh, on that. Because if you make a piece of furniture, it can last for hundreds of years. Yes. And in a sense, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but oh, you could live on, the materials can live on. Is this what you're talking about, about the durability? Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that. And, and But also, I never use plywood. I never, mm. it's all, always the, the tree itself. There's no, mm. try not to glue too much. That's, that's why there's no furnace. Uh, uh, on, on the on the furniture, things like that, and the durability is is uh, mm. is, is a broad thing. Mm. And if you're getting a tree off your client's land, and you've got a, a long period of time to decide what that tree is going to be used yes. for, and by the time you get it, that tree, by the time the tree is available for cutting, you can cut it exactly the way you want it yes. for that particular object. How do you go about deciding what those objects are going to be? Do you, do you look at the tree first or do you have an idea? Do you sketch? It's hard to catch before the tree has been cut because you never know You never know what's going to be on the inside of the tree, how it pays out. Uh, but what I do know is that it depends on sometimes the client says I want a, I want a cabinet or I want a table or that gives you already a direction the thickness of the wood you want if it's more a cabinet one you want some uh, uh, thicker boards for the for the legs and, and things and you want smaller boards for the thinner boards for other pieces then I know already how to cut the, the tree so mostly I, I variate in the tree uh, of what I uh, want to achieve and so you, you've cut the wood you've got your boards you've got your client 
and you've got an idea, where do you go from the idea? Do you use a computer to design? Do you use a sketchbook then? Or do you get the wood out and just kind of like use it? Every time is a different time. Yeah. Also, depending on the, on the client, some clients give me complete free hands. Very yeah. well, go ahead and we'll see what, <laughs> what's it going to be. How do you find that as opposed to a client that gives you a really tight brief? A really uh, a tight brief, I can't cope with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because the wood talks to me always, and I decide, of the tree sometimes decides what it want to be. So, mm. if, if there's a, a client that knows exactly what he wants, I, I can't live up with it, because mm. I will go the other way. And I've never ever, ever had a client that... that it's, it's because I uh, uh, interact with them during the whole process. Mm. If I'm sawing the tree... I invite them so they already know uh, how it looks like and what ha- what what is happening. And mm. if there is a, a a nail in it or something else, they see uh, 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 what's happening and there is a hole and we're we're tearing it out and, and things get a little bit messy at that moment. And they know and they know that the hard work in it and they see sometimes we, when you. You don't know it uh, uh, when it happens, but sometimes you're cutting the tree and it splits open completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the tension in the mm-hmm. uh, the grow tension, mm-hmm. and, and if they see that happen, then they know you're gonna you, you need to play with it. Mm-hmm. So, and if I'm if I'm busy at the project and I'm making stuff and I see something's gonna be a little bit different because I found a great piece of board and I want to use it there or want to make an extra drawer or stuff like that i'll take pictures and uh, send them to them so it's never ever uh, a surprise when i'm going to deliver mm. so you that's that's the way i mm. work has it ever come unstuck have you ever had a, a little bit of a disaster where the client says i don't think that's what we were talking about no actually not no that's awesome no i did not no. I, I think it's about Letting them know in from the, from scratch that there is an element of surprise. Yeah. And if they can't handle that, then they should find another furniture maker. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you is that communication with your clients is super important. Yes. Right. Yeah. And involving them in the process. If you involve them, it, it never goes wrong. Well, yeah. it should not. Do you enjoy commission work over doing exhibition work? In a way... Because I'm, I'm sure I'm getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> but now it doesn't really uh, make a difference. Well, the, the thing that makes a difference is in my designing process, sometimes it's great to have a, a few, how do you call it, handles. I don't know, uh, it must be a table or it must be uh, these dimensions or I want something of this. And then parameters. you can... Parameters. Parameters, yes, mm. indeed. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes it's... Uh, it's great to have a few of those in your designing process. Probably think it'd be crucial. I don't know how you go. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do here. I'm just going to make something. <laughs> yeah, but it, it depends. Because sometimes I'm cutting the, the, the boards and the wood, and then I there are a lot of trees in, in the city I live mm. that has a, a label, at least in my head, uh, and I already know what to make of it if yeah. they ever come down because yeah. I see the lines in it and I yeah. and I already can can feel the structure mm. and I yeah. see the, the 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 furniture the tables or the yeah. or anything else I want to make uh, 
Have you ever wanted to make sculpture as opposed to furniture? It was never my intention, and, and I and I like the pyramid. So just, I, I don't know, yes, I don't know. It's mm. growing more and more that, that way, but... Yeah, just from what you're saying, the way you're talking about the wood is... Uh, I like the functionality still. Yeah, the functionality, yeah. yeah. And even if it's just a bit... Working with wood can be dangerous, and I just wanted to know how many fingers you've got. Got them all at 11, still. No, you got, <laughs> you got the extra one. Oh, that's the one you're coming <laughs> Have you ever had a, a close call? Yes. Not too close, but I ended up uh, with a, a bit different finger. You describe yourself as a slow designer. Can you tell us what a slow designer is? That's due to the process of cutting the trees, drying it yourself. It's something you cannot rush. Mm. So the boards are laying quite a long time uh, in the workshop before mm-hmm. they are. Uh, it gives you so much time to think about and mm. take them out of the, the rack and uh, have a look at it and mm. and, and and feel the, the flow, the, the current or the, the direction uh, mm. uh, you want to go with the... Uh, with the mm. boards, the wood, and the do process. You, do you feel like you're a part of a much bigger movement of slow designers? Are there other slow designers you know well and talk to all the time, or are you kind of at the vanguard? No, there is well, there is something like a slow food there is. movement. The handmaking community is getting bigger and making things with your hand in mm. uh, and not by a machine. Is always slower. So there's an economic imperative, isn't there? Machines exist because they're faster. Yes. Yeah. Do yes. you use machine? Yes. Yes. For the for the for the greater good. Well, the sewing machines. Uh, mm. For the shave. Uh, the shaving. Yeah. I absolutely do. Yeah. But all the 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 joints I make uh, with my bare hands. Yeah. And I think it's important for me to show the things you can make with your hands. And so if I, if I make a, a cabinet, it has on the corners always the dovetails, always. Yeah. And I make them by hand. And they take perhaps, well, yeah. a day now. It's, 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 not even, it's not even a big uh, thing anymore. No. Do you think your clients care yeah. much about that? Not in the beginning. Mm. Some do, but... but uh, and. Uh, the rest you show and teach them is making you know giving notice uh, of that, mm, mm. and I think you you see the difference in the in the furniture I make because of the choices uh, uh, and and the handwork, mm. and they don't have to be perfect. I, I thought it would, would did have to be perfect the dovetails, but but they don't. It's just the it's the feeling and the and the uh, you put inside it mm. makes a difference. What I'm getting from you is that the feeling about it and the the process is super important to you. The timber is inspirational yes. to you. Yeah. yeah, the economic imperative can just go by the wayside. It's important probably for you, like for everyone. But partly, but because I uh, I do the whole process myself, buying the the timber is so expensive. And if I do it myself, it's a lot cheaper. And, and especially when you get the, the tree from your clients. Because mm. if I get a tree from a client and it has a, a certain size and I want one table of it and I can make five or six out of the tree, 
the rest of the wood is free because they gotcha yeah so the next uh, uh, tables or things I can make I don't have to buy the wood it's free yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's prepared exactly the way yes. you want it to be yeah. when you walk into the studio what brings you the most joy mostly the smell <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was just drinking a piece of glass of water then no, the smell of wood, it stays, it, that's a, a, a bundle of joy. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Do you have a favorite timber? Well, the, no, that's, that's de- depending on the, uh, sometimes you work a lot with oak and, and then you use something else and you renewed smell. Uh, mm. So I don't have a, a, a favorite smell. Well, no, no, I don't, no. Mm. A lot of people, when they refer to timber, they refer to the timber's color. At least in Australia, I would say that most clients would say, oh, I want dark or I want, you know, red brown yes. timber. Or, I don't like pale timbers. Or, yeah. You're talking about the smell of the timber. Yeah. It's a very interestingly different sensory perception. Perhaps. No, but it's, you asked me about what do you like, what do you uh, uh, enjoy the most if you walk in the, in the workshop and and... Coming in, is there is a, a sense experience. Mm. What I like about the timber is is something else, is another experience. Mm. And it can be the color, but it's more, it's more about structure, uh, the grain inside. Mm. There's uh, an old book now by James Krenoff called A Cabinet Maker's Notebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's some photographs of the timber's structure and its pores. There's one particular photograph and the light, the way this timber has been lit is right across the face of the board. And it's an oak board, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. And I fell in love with that image when I saw it. Yes. 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, wood is lovable. And every piece is different. Do you think that designers and makers have any shortcomings at the moment, like design skills or business skills? Maybe there's a lack of support from government? Yeah, there's absolutely no support from government. No. And designers and artists uh, are especially known for their lack of uh, commercial uh, insight. And that, that is not going to change. Even uh, even now it's uh, it's getting a little bit more important on the educational front. They are trying to uh, get the students uh, uh, ready for making an, uh, a business mm. as soon as possible. But yeah, and then they have a few lessons about uh, how to uh, make your business running. Sorry, mm. that doesn't work. It, it's... It needs time. <laughs> you need to learn that. Uh, mm. And it would be great if, if there were more resources for uh, uh, people like us. In the not, not economical, but uh, people-wise. People who can help you get organized uh, in, in your business. Like in-kind support. With yes. What we would call in-kind support, right. which is not a, a financial cash handout, no. but it's more... Because you, what, what do you, what do you skills. have? You have cash, but you need skills. Mm. You need other skills. If you got the skills, or the, or someone who teach you how to do it, how to look at it, it's so much more important. Do clients have shortcomings? of course we're all human (laughs) very general question isn't it Um, perhaps I could ask this a different way 
What's the most frustrating thing you've ever discovered from a client? Um, well, people that cannot make up their minds. They, they, if they don't have a clear vision of what they want, that can be uh, frustrating. But just what I said, I don't have these clients anymore. Mm. Mostly the first conversation I have with them, I decide, uh, 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 want, do I want this gig or don't I? If, if the feeling is not right, it doesn't matter how much money they got, what they want, I won't do it. It's a two-way street. Yes. You are choosing them. Yes. They are choosing you. Yeah. If you both choose, you can go forward. Yes. Yeah. It must be a fairly, fairly nice way to, to operate. There'd be plenty of people out there, I think, that would just say, where's my next client? Got to get my next client. They don't care and they just sort of run into it. Yes. But yeah, well, if there's not enough work, then I'll do something else. Yeah. Rather than taking the, uh, uh, making furniture or things that I don't want to make. How important is going overseas for designers and makers? It was not important for me. Uh, but I like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. No, it was not important. Yes, because of the, the, that's a little bit thing I'm struggling with because I'm, very into the uh, local uh, resources and and using as less uh, a, a transportational movement as, as possible. And now I'm having an exhibition in Sydney. Mm. Well, that's not really local. <laughs> not local at all. No. no. How long did it take you to fly out here? Twenty four hours. Well, in total, with flying and over stopping over, it was uh, forty eight hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about your exhibition in Sydney. It was a cooperation with Belinda Fox, an mm. Australian uh, artist. Mm. She lives in the Netherlands now. Uh, but she makes two-dimensional works, uh, primarily paintings. And she has uh, every two-year a solo exhibition in, uh, in Sydney, in the Art House uh, Gallery. I do some framing for her in the Netherlands, so that's why we met. Mm. Uh, and she loved my work, and uh, she wanted to uh, make a collaboration for this particular exposition. And what did you do together? Uh, she has her work still, the, the 2D, uh, the paintings. And she also made, uh, 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 sorry, before, some glass uh, work. was in a museum in the Netherlands, in Den Haag. Does she blow herself? She makes a design. Yep. She is there when, when they are blowing it. Yep. This is a professional blowing it. Yeah. Does she decorate the blown forms? Yes. She engraves them. And I love that that piece. And I wanted to, to integrate my works, my my love for making uh, a, a cabinets uh, with her uh, work, which is quite about lining. There are a lot of lines, structures in the in her work. And I wanted to do, or I wanted to make things that would combine all the work, the glass work, the two D work together. There must be. I wanted to make an interactional uh, piece. Uh, so in the end, I thought uh, about using the uh, glass sculpture she had, but then as a as a lightning object. So I put light in it and under it. So we married, made new glass, two new glass. We made, well, the intention was making cabinets, but it, it, it became more uh, light objects. It's playing with the... Shadow lines with the in the glass in the cabinets mm. and in the in in the surroundings. Mm. 
One of the most awesome things with collaborative work is that you both go places you couldn't have gone yeah. alone. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Sounds like that's where you went. Yes. I always thought it would be nothing for me because I'm a little bit too much on my own. But I, I really enjoy uh, things like this, uh, mm. the collaborations. And you got to have the, the, the right person to, to do it with, of course. But it brings you really and on another level. And you take it away too. You've got it forever. Yes. Like that way of working, the ways of thinking. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Every every collaboration brings you somewhere, and the experience is being used directly in other projects. Do you think that the way you work gives you a very individual style? Yes, I think so. Yes. But people ask me uh, uh, have asked me more often, "What is your style?" But I don't know. I can't. Mm. Still can't see. I recognize there is a signature in it, yeah. and, and people see it, but what mm. it is, I, 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 don't, I really don't know. Do you care? No. 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 No, I don't care. Because mm. I don't want to, I don't want it to be a, a burden. I don't want to think about it. Mm. I want to make what I want to make. I would say that's pretty revolutionary. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Shall we do the first question again then? <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. I don't want you to think of revolutionary in a Soviet way. I'm, I'm much, much more open with the idea of revolutionary being just like out on your own. You know, what does that feel like? Have you ever done something that you, you're the first person, you've never seen it done before? Is that a question? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Sometimes I think, but and, and and then I think, well, what the heck? It doesn't matter. Must I go searching all over the world, all over the time scales and periods? If somebody did the same thing, or I don't mind. I'll I'll observe things, things that I see, and mm. and I will use it one day. What's your greatest influence? I think that uh, the uh, the cabinets. Uh, the the art cabinets from the seventh century, the golden age, did very much in my work, together with a book about uh, uh, Japanese uh, uh, joinery. What's that called? Uh, pff, don't know. <laughs> it's probably called Japanese joinery. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> No, but the, the, the way uh, the Japanese built the temples, the layers, the, uh, the structures, the, the joinery, that together with um, the cabinets, way, which are layered beyond layered, there are doors, behind doors, there are drawers, secret compartments, mechanical things, things you don't expect. And that, that is something I really enjoy doing in my work. So you make mechanical things and Sometimes. secret compartments, doors behind doors. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. I really enjoy doing things like that. Yeah. yeah. I reckon if I ask that question, most people would say an individual name. Or perhaps they would say, I really like Art Deco. Mm. You've said, I really like a whole period, the golden age. Or even... You've said a technique. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes you ticking, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's How important do you think Instagram and Facebook social media is? How important? It, it is important. It's, for me, a way to... It's an easy way to show your work. 
to a broader audience, international also. Can I do it without? No, I don't think anymore. No, mm. no, no. It's so much things we we do. It, it, the making and the designing is a, is a, is a great part, but uh, marketing is even a bigger part, and that's where Facebook, Instagram, and things like that uh, uh, come in handy. Yes. It's always struck me that one of the really hard things for a designer maker is the marketing in the business. And I think marketing more than anything. Business, you learn the skills. You mm. can get by on. Uh, marketing's where you find your new clients and generate the next set of job opportunities. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I found a way in it. That's because I... From the moment I started, I had a, a small blog in which I always pictured and wrote down the process of what, what, what I was doing, uh, a way to uh, inform your clients in the beginning, but also other, the most uh, people that read, read it were also the ones making other things. But mm. it was a good thing because it, it, it broadens your network. I hardly see the uh, other furniture makers as as, as a, a, a competition, not in, in a way that I'm better or anything, but I mean, we can all help each other. Mm. If it's not my cup of tea, mm. then I know someone else who could do it for you. That's more the, the way uh, uh, I would like to work. Mm. You're part of a community. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, you're not part of some sort of competitive structure. I hope where not. I, don't want, I, just, I just don't want to be. No. No, that's not the way I want to play the game, no. Do you post a lot? What is, I don't know what a lot is. Uh, oh, do Yeah, I, I, I do, yes. Yeah, every day? Um, uh, no, not every day. It depends on the project uh, I'm uh, mm. working on, the, the, the pictures being taken. Uh, that, that depends on. I try to post. I try, to try it every day, but I, I can't do it every day because mm. I, I don't want to uh, uh, get a lot of nonsense on, the, uh, on my profile. Yeah, that's so. The profile is part of is part of your artwork as yes. well, isn't yeah. it? It is. And yes. like that page, your Instagram page, mm-hmm. for instance, that's got a look. It must have. Yes. It's not. It's not. There are a lot of people who really think about um, the way the, the the pages are built and and stuff like that, and when to paste, when to. Uh, use which kind of uh, hashtags? I don't know. I don't want to know. But I think I, I think it's a sort of important that it's that there is a clear vision, or that that your work process becomes clear if you are looking at my Instagram page mm. and my Facebook. Do you do any of the other ones other than Facebook and Insta? I have a good website. Yeah, you do. Yeah, what's your website? Let's tell everyone out there to go and visit. Wilfredkolf.nl Perhaps you can say it's Wilfredkolf.nl Yeah, that's what how I would pronounce it. Yes, dreadful. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, you just have to forgive us. Our, 
the way we send, butcher send, you. Send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would be the top three pieces of wisdom uh, for new people starting out? I think the most important thing is to be happy with uh, and making the things you are doing. If there's no joy in your uh, 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 in your work, well, what are you doing then? Uh, that's that's the, the the main issue, and eventually that's the most important. Yeah. So there are well, I, I can call them a few other things, but joy uh, uh, and uh, is is the thing uh, that makes uh, us go around. Yeah. I reckon if you wanted to do a design-based business, if there's anything else you could do, go and do that. <laughs> a lot of things you can... Uh, um, more and more things are possible by uh, machine work. And, and that is something that's going to happen more and more and more with the 3D printing. And if you are doing things the way we do, you, 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 you must have a... A, a certain style you must be quite convinced of your knowledge you must have you must be quite firm in your beliefs that what you are doing is is good and perhaps better or not not per se better than uh, the machine stuff but it, there's more feeling in it mm. well throughout our conversation this afternoon there's been the sense that feeling how you feel about it, how you, like the sensory perception mm -hmm. is so important to you as an individual and the reason you get up in the morning and make things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Now for three weeks that I'm in Australia, I didn't work with my hands, but I really miss yeah. holding my sizzles and and, 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 and making yeah. things. And, and it's a, yes, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, you but no. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Have another month. <laughs> Do nothing. <laughs> Just like enjoying. An, an alcoholic on detox. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll do is I'll give you a bit of timber and I'll, I'll lend you a knife. All right. And you can Ooh, take it yes, away. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> you can carve something. <laughs> Every night. What are the um, new challenges coming up for you? New challenges exhibition in, uh, in Milan uh, in April. Is it part of the Milan Furniture Fair? Yes, it's a small thing uh, this time. I'm busy for uh, Art Miami for a big uh, cabinet. It's a great art piece. I need to get in place in a hospital in Amsterdam. So there are quite some things uh, going on, uh, and I have some other collaborations uh, on the way. Uh, one with a, a glass blower. Mm -hmm. I have. A, Great uh, maple tree, one uh, seventy meters uh, on the uh, white. But there's a, there's, it's the, the the top of the tree, so there are two branches uh, 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 intertwining, and there are little spaces between. It's a collaboration with the, the glass artist, and well, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but well, we're going to see if we can blow the glass through the holes and. And make some furniture afterwards, or if it's going to be an art project, we, we just don't know what's going to happen. Mm. See and experience. That's a that's a nice uh, uh, thing that's uh, on the way. Are you going to blow the grass through dry timber, or are you going to have it wet? It is drying at the moment. Mm. I want it not completely dry, but well, n not too wet anymore. Yeah, because it's gonna. 
uh, if it's wet and you blow the glass through it and it's still gonna uh, uh, shrink because of the drying process I don't want the glass to fall out or get too much space or I think it will be uh, as dry as it can uh. I'm just thinking of you know if you blow glass hot glass through timber it'll scorch the timber and that's potentially a really good thing yes yeah, it's gonna burn the timber and it's gonna yeah. burn in, and uh, yeah. that's yeah. great. That's great. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, do you have a superpower outside of designing and making with wood? <laughs> oh. Next question. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> when the apocalypse comes, will you have any useful skills? Yes. 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 Yeah, I will. Right and, I got the, and I got the tools. <laughs> you got the tools. <laughs> the axe. The axe. I got the, the axe. Chainsaw. Yes. Yes. What more do you need? <laughs> A good strong set of boots. Yeah, I got them too. Yeah, that's it. How useful is art, craft, and design to our society these days? It's, that's a. That's a question I think I think it's quite hard to uh, answer. I think it, it is quite important, not recognized by everybody. Just the way the society is developing, people getting more and more loose from life. Well, I, it, it, well, I don't know yet. Uh, hard question. Need to mm. think about it. Mm. It is important, for me at least, and for society uh, also. Well, perhaps you gotta do that again. Uh, I don't know. I, mm. I can't. Uh, it's a, it is a hard question. It's a hard question. Yeah, obviously it's important. Yeah, but obviously yes, but why? But why? Uh, yes, mm. uh, I think it gives uh, a, a, a more sense to life. Mm. Yeah, I'd go with that too. Yes, I think it's about art and craft tell the story of who we are as a culture as a human as a nation as a global community yes absolutely and that's its value yes so if we take that then the value is the story yes yes it's your bond with history yes what's the best decision you've ever made starting again well after uh, uh, getting divorced uh, starting again uh, making things yeah Yes. What's the hardest decision you've ever made? Getting divorced. Starting uh, making things again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. decisions don't come easy. No. Yeah. Because they de- they define the way you live. Yeah. At least this, the decisions that are made. Making furniture or making art is so much harder to get a, a, a good living out of it than working for a corporation or whatever, doing your thing, which is quite useless uh, uh, anyway. But that's the hard choice, yeah. Not mm. knowing what uh, the next day will bring. Mm. The uncertainty of uh, our profession. What's uh, Have you ever made a bad decision? Yes, yes, of course, you make that that decisions, uh, but nothing that comes in mind, but every decision you make uh, uh, sometimes uh, works great and others don't, and they are a learning process. 
So every bad decision is is also something that helps you on the way in life, as long as you don't get stuck in it, or if it's that bad that it makes you end in jail or something like that. Yeah, heaven forbid. I suppose that would be a learning process. Yes. Have you ever been in a really bad headspace? No. 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 I I refuse to do that. Yeah. Yes. In a way, that's how you get yourself out of it, by refusing in the first place. It takes a lot of strength. So did you learn that from anywhere? Like, say, I'm I'm not going to entertain those thoughts. Is it something you've always had? Yes, I guess. Yes. And I think I can quite easily take distance uh, or not regret the decisions I made, the bad decisions. Or, well, quite often see it as a, I always see it as a learning process. Mm. It's it's not always a nice thing, but. uh, And I can, and I've always been able to enjoy little things like. The smell of the grass, or a spring, or uh, as long as you are able to enjoy small things like that, then there are so many uh, moments on a day that you can be happy. Just because life is, well, why should you get depressed then? Mm. Why not? I, I don't, at least. I hope so. <laughs> mm. If you could go back and give advice to a young Wilfred, what would it be and do you think you'd listen? <laughs> I know for sure I wouldn't listen. <laughs> I know for sure. Well, I think I would... Um, I've always been a little bit uh, uh, going my own way, but in my long-term relationship, I had the tendency to uh, uh, let it be... a. a, a became a too big too big part so I had not enough freedom to go my own way that's why I would have insisted on the younger Wilfred stand firm and and do your thing never compromise yes how can people get in touch with you and see your projects Perhaps you can uh, <laughs> say my website <laughs> Wilfred Calf dot <laughs> I'll put links yes, to that's all good, your social media. That's a good idea. And yes. your website. All right. On Thanks this a lot. Podcast page. <laughs> Have we left anything else? Is there anything you want to add? No, I think we had a quite good and uh, conversation about uh, mm. making the beautiful stuff. Yeah. If you let me know, like what's coming up, I can publicise that all right. through these channels. And uh, this, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> it was a good thing. That isn't the end of our show today. I kept the recorder running, and while Wilfred and I were munching on some chips, we kept chatting, and I think it's pretty interesting. So I've included it today as a bit of bonus audio. Hope you enjoy it. See you at the end of the show. Now, you've got some really interesting thoughts going on there. It really is as if you're sort of out on a limb by yourself. I think if you asked most people who are doing this sort of thing, they'd say, oh, I've got influences from this person, that person. We are talking about this before, right? Yeah, it really does strike me that you do what you do. I never had that. I, I really can love certain designers or... But they never are... I will, I will be never one of the... In the fan base or... Because I love 
the way they think, they, they make things and I, I, I see it and I observe it and, and one day it, it will come in use, but it, it, it's not absolute. I don't know. Maybe I can put it a different way. A lot of people follow a style. Oh, yeah. I never did. No, you clearly don't. No, I can't. But, <laughs> but when you don't follow a style, stylistically, you are out by yourself. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. Most people would follow a style because designing something is a frightening exercise. You've got an audience that may not like it. You yourself don't even know if you like it or what value it's got. <clears throat> what value it's got, pardon me. And so to step outside of all of that takes a lot of courage. Yeah, well, I would find it so hard to follow a style. Cannot do that. I don't know. I want. I need complete freedom. I. I. I, I can't operate any other way. You know? mm, that's clear. Most people don't want freedom. Most people are scared shitless for freedom. They much prefer to be wrapped up in a cubicle at work and and be told what to do and then come home and and have the mortgage just there because that's a clear direction. Yeah. And you said like you know with your long term relationship you said something along the lines of like you wish to be able to inform your younger self that, nah, stand firm, be strong, mm -hmm. don't fall into those traps. Yes. So this is clearly something that you've had within yourself. It's like this vision, the strength to say, this is who and what I am, and I'm going to do this. And if you don't like it, it's nothing to do with me. Oh. It's pretty rare. Yeah, it took some time. It took some time. Do you still struggle with that? Uh, no. 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 No, it's a natural thing. Yeah, I reckon that's pretty clear. Yeah, the making and the the, the making and the, and the and the designing thing is comes natural. What's it like in a sort of economically in the Netherlands? Is there a lot of people with wealth that are prepared to invest in art and craft? There are, but in the Netherlands, not the. I don't think that the the group, the most, the the place I I, I need to go. For now, it's still okay, but I'm, I'm noticing with the, the way I'm designing and making things, it's. It's it's getting too too big and too strange for the Netherlands. Yeah, right. Is that because Netherlands is too conservative, or you just need a bigger audience? I need a bigger audience. Yeah, the art fair in Miami and Milan does that. Yes, does it? Yeah. Same with Sydney. Yes, I don't know if Sydney the had the audience, but at least the audience of uh, uh, Abelina, who has a yeah. firm base in that uh, yeah. gallery. Mm. So we sold almost everything. That's a bonus. Yeah. Well, we didn't pay anything <laughs> in the end, but all the cost for transport and the making, <laughs> fumigation of the wood. Did you break even? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a passion project, hey? Yeah, yeah. But we did this now, and uh, uh, we haven't had... The same exhibition uh, next year in uh, in Berlin. Oh, okay. So we can make some stuff picking up where we uh, lift off. German is a good, uh, I guess, will be a good market for me because they are even more in the handicraft hand hand movement. Yeah, It's totally. so much more important there than in the Netherlands. And plus it's close to, like, coming to Australia. Belinda's Australian, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I can imagine she'd want to have a little toehold still here. But yes. the market, like, we've got... 20-something million people here. Europe is... Some bigger. But it's... This is also PR. 
I see it as a as a piece yeah. of PR. It gives me the opportunity to make something out of my a normal uh, range, and I can and I can show people I was in Sydney for an exposition. exhibition. Yeah, totally. And it works. Yeah, I, yeah. Really, I really think it does. Yes. A lot of Australians will go to Milan totally at their own cost. Yes. Break even isn't even an option. Yeah. It's fully paid for. Yes. You know, you'd spend. 10, 15 grand for a week. And you come back to Australia successful purely because you've just been there. Yes. That's all. Yes. Do you know what definition the expert is somebody from overseas? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> so maybe that's, you can be that person. <laughs> I hope so. Well, fly uh, me in once in a while. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. That's it. It's a pretty hard game. Yes, but I started again after I, uh, I did my study at the children, working for myself, but more just for the making, not for the selling. But, yeah, yeah. And I really, on, on the moment I started, uh, the vision was clear. I'm not, I'm never ever going to make anything I don't like. I just don't. I rather uh, work myself to shitload on another uh, uh, for the government or uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. But I'm not going to do it in the workshop. Yeah. And, and that made that I had... Uh, but that's perhaps because I had a, 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 a study as an engineer. So I can make a hundred bucks uh, an, an hour if I go to the to the government. Yeah. If you just are only capable of making furniture, is it is so much harder to get the, the, the same payload mm. as I can yeah. get from the... So I can... Sometimes I work two days in the week for the government yeah, yeah. and I have enough money to run the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting, isn't it? It's like if I was to ask you something along the lines, would you recommend somebody having a day job? You'd say, yeah, go for a day job. Yeah. The day job, however, has to pay super well. Yes. Only that works only on, on, on mm. when it, when it pays really good. Yeah. Mm. Because if you're getting paid break even wages, subsistence wages, mm. And you're working five days a week doing that. You've got no energy or time no. left to do no. what you really want to do. No. So I know it's a it's a it's a position that I have, but I choose for that. I, I did the, the the study with the idea that it would make easier money than struggling uh, uh, making furniture. Because yeah. I had the same ideas when I started my first workshop. I had no other job. Well. I worked uh, uh, a factory that made stairwells stairwares and, yeah. and, 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 and frames for uh, windows and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that doesn't pay the rent, but no more than that. Uh. Plus boring is buggery. Is that like work you do for the government? Is that kind of interesting? Like, can you get a... It is a kind of interesting when I work more hours. Right. Yeah, because I do, uh, I've done quite some big projects great infrastructural projects and uh, I did a lot for the the airport in the Netherlands uh, political uh, art uh, uh, projects but when you're working two days on the road then then you cannot do the the big projects no no you're just doing uh, little extensions and stuff like that yeah the run of the mill yeah but that is not an interesting thing I'd rather do the non-interesting thing out of my workshop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. I do. I yeah. totally do. Yeah, and then using that money that you get from that, yes. you can yes. make it work. Yes. Make it 
make everything work. Yes. Is there any kind of crossover? Does that work? Do you do it at the council or the municipality crossover and, and influence something you might do? Yeah, sometimes it does. Because I know the how the government works. I know the the ways to play with the mayor or get the trees that I want. Yeah, right. I was going to ask if you yeah. get trees from there. Yes. And you do, yes, clearly. Do. do they mill it for you as well? Yes. Do they? Yeah, uh, some, sometimes they do, yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Have you got your own sawmill? Or do you borrow? Well, uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, getting uh, more and more... Uh, a friend of mine built his new uh, sawmill machine in which we... It's the biggest of Europe. We can uh, saw trees with a diameter of two and a half meters. Wow, goodness. Two and a half meters. That's an old tree. Yes. So I'm. Uh, 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 we are looking how we can uh, interact our business. Uh, yeah. Together. Uh, what you need to do is just get hold of the wood. That's all. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you could give back to him. What could you give back to him? You give me wood, and I'll give you. Hmm. Well, I'll make I, a table for you. How about that? What I yeah well what I do is he's not a designer but he wants to sell the enormous boards gotcha. but a lot of a lot of guys that there are more and more guys that uh, saw their own uh, uh, boots uh, more and more but what they do they they take the beautiful boards flatten them and put some simple steel frame under it that's all there's no imagination between these guys and. They sell it for a lot of money, and I can't do that. Every table has to be another one. Every every piece of furniture must be in a complete different one. I, I can't do uh, 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 the same thing twice. Mm. Oh, I want to use these boards and uh, and and go with it, with it to the big fairs, the, the luxury fairs, and and then with uh, real stuff uh, underneath and, and make really uh, 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 good stuff. Where do these trees come from? Oh, the Netherlands. Really? Yes. Are there forests in the Netherlands? Yeah, there are forests. Yes. Two and a half meters. There are even old oaks in backyards. How old are these trees? They must be you know, two, hundreds. Three hundred years, yes. Mm. It depends on the tree, of course, and the, mm. the, the location they grew. Mm. Do you reckon that the older trees are better wood? No, not necessarily. No. Better, but what is better? No, I don't know. Yeah. Better colour, stronger, well, heavier, dries better, more stable. Yeah, but sometimes they are quite rot also. <laughs> In the middle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's not... Uh, it depends really on what you want to tree for tabletops and stuff like that. Is, 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 a, is an old tree grey because there's a lot of colour and... Yeah, I think um, probably the longest timbers we'd have here in Australia... Like commercially, would be five meters. It's very rare that yes. you get anything longer than five. All right. The trees are way bigger than that. Like All right. some of them are just. Yeah, but if you 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 uh, uh, go after the harvesting itself and have your contacts yeah. with these guys, yeah, then they can hold them up for twenty meters. We can saw twenty meters long. Yeah. yeah what we what do we do with a twenty meter long? Well, we use it sometimes for uh, uh, in the yacht uh, for the yeah, right. for the yes, spars. For the spa, yes, and the the funny thing about the the wideness, the two and a half meters of the saw, isn't that you always want the 
complete three uh, to be two and a half. But you right. can use the 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 wider branches. The wider yeah. branches, and yeah, you can mm. play with. You can totally yeah. play with yeah. it. And the figure that guns in that little crotch area yes. Yes. is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it does. That's that's the opportunity you get with uh, a, a saw like that. Is it a band saw? Yes. Yeah. Horizontal, like run horizontal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a thick, hardened blade. He, he doesn't give a hiccup when we we, we go through iron. And when it's a uh, when it's real steel, it's a problem. But iron uh, nails and stuff like that, mm. not a single problem. Yeah, something a bit harder. We take a tip off. Yeah, yeah screws. Every has screws, or yeah. not every has not, but the, the real steel one that that is is not a nice thing. Yeah. But grenades or no, no, they are soft because they need to, to they need to explode. They are soft. You can <laughs> really. <laughs> Sorry, this tree. It just goes boom. <laughs> I can't believe that these these munitions are like they're, they're inert. Yeah, it really happens. Oh, far <laughs> out, man. You never had a war here, but uh, in, in no. the there are really lanes in which I, I don't want to. I don't want the trees from those because. Mm. There were the, the, the tanks driving uh, in the in Second World War. You know that all the trees are completely full with lead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I um, heard recently that there's parts in parts in the Somme, I think, or in in France on the Western Front from World War One. Yeah. Where you can't go because there was so much munitions dropped on that area, and there's so much unexploded ordnance there that it's dangerous. So these places aren't going to be able to be trafficked by you and me for another 200, 300 years. Yes. That's mad. Yeah. This is from World War One. Yes. Far out. What about World War Two? Yeah. Maybe they had better bombs. They just all went off. Yeah, but they went more across all the countries. Uh, World War One wasn't too, was, of course, where a few straight lines. They, were, they, they didn't move for years. A few mm. meters there, a few meters back, but mm. no more than that. And shooting and shooting and <laughs> blowing each other up. Yeah. Far out. Bloody madness. Yes, bloody madness. Yeah. Anyway. Enough of that. We're gonna get back to our own madness. Yes. You have been listening to the Designer Maker Revolution. Thanks heaps, Wilfred. Enjoy your travels. Big thanks to all of you listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Share the show on their social media sites and we'll speak soon.